Hi, and welcome to This Week in Sustainability, where we make sense of sustainability in the news for everyone. I'm your host, Mark D'Souza Shields. This Week in Sustainability, uh, and for the next two or three uh, weeks, I'll be featuring my reporting from the field in the Philippines. I'm on assignment here doing some work, and I'll be talking about a range of sustainability issues, some of them in the conventional press as per normal, and others simply from my observations in the Philippines. I want to start with some thoughts that I had on my trip out here. I just arrived from Mexico via Houston and San Francisco. I landed in Manila this morning. It was a long trip, and it was, uh, I have to admit, quite a stressful trip, not just for myself, but I think for most travelers from all around the world, each one of us highly sensitive to and self-conscious of the novel coronavirus that is spreading uh, and plaguing the world. Now, depending on who you ask, uh, we're moments away from a global pandemic or uh, a successful vaccine. Now, I found that all that kind of talk doesn't really help, doesn't really matter. What's being said in the conventional press is just as likely confusing as clarifying. But what I can say is that it's such a sad thing. It's a terrible thing to witness the pain and the fear and the confusion, and yes, even a little bit the panic that the coronavirus has caused, and not just amongst those who have been directly affected, but by the many, many millions of others around the world who are concerned and caring for their loved ones and their communities. Meanwhile, two of the most important leaders in the world have, to greater or lesser extent, abdicated both in different ways their responsibility to their own people and to the world really as it relates to the spread of the virus in china the politically driven delay for publicly recognizing the scope of the danger to public health was in a word remarkable in america the trump administration has seemed to have politicized weaponized the coronavirus uh, to their own ends the case of China may not be so shocking as the truth has always had at a premium from its leaders. It is shocking, however. It is shocking, but not a surprise that the current American administration has played daredevil with the truth, as it has with so many other dangerous issues and situations in the past. In perhaps the worst bumbling jumble of word salads, the president's recent public statement where he tried to explain that he, what his administration's response would be to the co-virus was very unhelpful. I'm not going to go into it. It's not useful, and it's been done in many other places, really, to try and interpret exactly what the administration is saying it's going to do or not do. But clearly, it's a deflection of any notable leadership and responsibility. To suggest that the outbreak effect on the stock market, for example, provides an opportunity for buying stocks at a low price is beyond the point of connection, any connection to those who are affected or could be affected by the virus. This may be the administration's Katrina moment. And as we learned with Katrina, our leaders and indeed all of us need to look way beyond, well beyond the mirror at more than just ourselves to see the others who are being affected and suffering. It is a moment when common decency should be the currency. I find it so sad that some can't even manage an iota of empathy in this moment. Please pray for those who are affected. Pray for those in pain and for those in suffering. Reach out through your heart 
to feel their concerns, their worries, and to help give them energy and strength in the coming weeks and months. But this is not what I want to talk about for This Week in Sustainability. My message this week is to take a stand back, uh, even from my own personal and family financial worries, to understand how little things like the gross domestic product really matter in moments like this. How little our bank accounts matter when it comes to the health of our family, the health of our communities. It's a moment where it's much easier, though perhaps painful, to see beyond the accounts and truly measure what matters. As I sat in airports and airplanes, I could see palpable worry and concern on the faces of my fellow travelers. It was clear that it was not just about themselves, but about the many others in their lives that could or had been affected. And when the television sets in the bars and in the restaurants and in the lounges turned to the coronavirus stories and reporting, it was equally clear that all watching shared a common empathy for our fellow brothers and sisters around the world, not just those in our family, not just those in our countries, and, but in other countries, in China, Hong Kong, Iran, Italy, all countries affected by coronavirus. And it struck me that we can take this empathy, what we're feeling for the billions of others we don't know, and apply it to our understanding and our convictions to changing systemic environmental challenges of climate change, biodiversity that so threaten human civilization. We, we, we have to do this. We must do this because there's no vaccine, no antibiotic, no therapy to avoid imminent systemic environmental collapse. And we're going to have to care about others to get this done, empathize with others we don't know to confront these challenges. Now, I would never claim to have been a particularly empathetic person for most of my life. It's just not part of my upbringing, my culture, the culture with which I was raised. I wish it wasn't this way, but it is. I'm working on it. But there have been moments in my life where a natural outburst of honest empathy rose within me. The Haitian earthquake, blameless victims of 2008 financial crisis, amongst several other events, stand out. In these moments, my will to stand up and confront seemingly overwhelming odds on behalf of others was, quite frankly, overwhelming. I, I learned long ago a little method uh, to prepare for success prior to a speaking engagement or a sporting event in which I was competing by remembering deep feelings associated with a prior successful performance. It, it involved a simple, simple technique of reaching into my memory and recreating as intensely as I could the feelings and emotions that I had when I knew I had success speaking or competing in a hockey game or running on the track. And then you put your hand, you put your fingers on the pulse of your wrist and you just feel it. You feel it intensely. We need to feel that kind of empathy, that kind of strength. When we're feeling empathy, we need to dig deeply into our consciousness. We need to feel it deeply and recreate it every time we need to confront issues that seem insoluble. The issues of sustainability, we need to bring that deep empathy towards our fellow humans in order to confront these challenges. We need to feel that power. We need to feel that power to move our incredible resilience and innovation. We can and we will overcome the novel coronavirus. That much I know. At what cost, we still don't know. 
There will be a time to be concerned about the GDP and money, but for now, our common humanity, our common health security will drive us to overcome our fears and find a solution. And just as we can beat the coronavirus, we can, if we choose, make this the sustainable century, not by disaster, but by design. For that, all that we need to do is believe in and bring forward our inherent dissoluble power of empathy towards our common humanity and the natural world. Do not doubt for a moment that it is not there in the hearts of all humans. It is, and perhaps through this tragic crisis, we might just learn to draw on our incredible powers of empathy that is more powerful than any other weapon we have at our disposal. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Mark D'Souza Shields, and this has been This Week in Sustainability. If you like what you heard, please go to the sustainablecentury.net, click uh, like on all the right places, and pass the pods and vids articles along. And remember, it's up to you, it's up to us to make this the sustainable century. <laughs>